You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the program on this beautiful Wednesday, March 24th. We're going to be getting into the ladies' chapter, Proverbs 31, here in just a minute. (laughs) And that's what we do on Morning Breath. We read a chapter of the Bible, spend some time in the Word, and then we come down here to the Maradon campus of East Coast Christian Center. We read the chapter on the air, and then we talk about wherever the Lord leads us in the chapter. It is uh, just a way of doing a morning devotion and then doing it with you guys, and uh, hopefully you get some more out of it. I know I get more out of it by doing it with Pastor Mark Cook today. Yeah. How you doing, Pastor Mark? I'm great, Pastor Ian. How are you, sir? Yeah, I'm doing good, sir. Thank you very much. Great to be here. Glad you guys are, are joining us. Glad to be doing the show with you. We hope you'll do it with us. Uh, you can uh, know what chapter we're going to be in. How would I have known to be in Proverbs 31 today? Well, you would need the morning breath guide. Or the app. Or the app. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you get the morning breath guides on the app. You get on the app. That's right. The East Coast app. Or you go to our website, but yep. the app is the app is going to be the quickest way usually. But the website's excellent as well if you're sitting at your computer. Um, you go to our podcast page, and the Morning Breath chapter guide will be on there, and you can know what chapter we're, we've been in and where we're going. You know, I also, just to test the system, I get it emailed to me, and I have it mailed to me just because I want to make sure everything's working right and yeah. it, it's coming. So I— there are four different easy ways yeah. for you to figure out which chapter you're supposed to be in each and every day. I remember you said one time that uh, you got like a, a scrap of paper in the mail because <laughs> it got caught up in the it got caught up in the machinery and the, the machinery <laughs> just kept running and just wiped it all clean and you could see more at the top. Yeah. <laughs> I could tell it was a morning breath guide, but that's the last I could I could tell of it. And they still deliver that stuff. Yeah. Like, here you go, man. We brought you the mail. No, you didn't. You brought me an erased me piece scraps. of paper. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so that's happened. You can do that, and, uh, you know, we'll make sure that you get a whole one, yep. and uh, and you can know what's going on. You can also call us to make sure that happens, 321-452-1060. Find all the information about us on that app, on the website, on our Facebook and YouTube pages. You can uh, catch our weekend services uh, online on our website, great services. And of course, we are meeting back in the buildings, have been for a while, and want to encourage you, man. Come on in. We want to have you in the in the house. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I mentioned this yesterday, but there's an incredible video out there of a pastor who served in the same church for 45 years who is appealing to the government of California to please, please, please open up the churches again for Easter this year. Uh, they've been closed since the Sunday before Easter and have not had church, now it will be going on just over 12 months mm. in California. And it's it's heartbreaking. I mean, I, I wept when I watched it. It's just powerful video. Yeah. I'll send you a copy, Mark. I, okay. Mark, I got it. Uh, somebody sent it to me, and it was just like, uh, it's. Uh, he's very eloquent. He's very gracious. He's very kind. But he's also very strong in what he's asking for. And, man, I just thank God we live in Florida. Praise God. Pretty soon, everybody's going to live in Florida. Yeah, it it looks that way. Yeah. It is. People are moving moving that way. People are pouring in here. Absolutely. For that reason. For good reason. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and then uh, maybe, you know, Governor of Florida become president someday and we can have the whole nation. Everybody can be free. Yeah. Yeah, free. All right. That's, we got <laughs> That's an antiquated term. We got a blood drive coming up on the 29th. Uh want to make sure that you you're aware of that. Uh, it's always a need. Um and uh, so I believe it's 9 to 11. Okay. And you do have to make reservations. So you can call the office 
and, uh, you know, get your slots set up. And if not, you can actually call the big red bus too. And it'll be at the 680, uh, Courtney parking lot, the parking lot out in front of the church. Awesome. Praise God. And we got Easter services coming up. When's Easter? The third? According to my paper, it's the third and the fourth. Well, Saturday <laughs> night services on the third, and then sunrise and all the other things happen on the fourth. Yeah, that'll yeah. be fun. Be great. We're going to have a great time. So there's information about that on our website. Yeah, all sorts of stuff like that. All you got to do is get on the app or the website and you can get in there. Celebrate the resurrection. Yeah, we've got a chapter, 31 verses, which, you know, Proverbs averages around 30 verses a chapter. And uh, this is another one of those uh, Proverbs that we're not 100% sure about the writer. Some people even think, you know, in 30, the words of Agar, that that's uh, maybe Solomon wrote it just under the word actually means gathered. But here, this one's called the words of King Lemuel's mother. And so we got a woman writing some stuff here. Now, I think King Lemuel is saying what his mom wrote. Yeah. And uh, pretty powerful stuff, really, when you come right down to it. I think anytime a mama is teaching you something, you got some something you should listen to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially some mamas. Yeah. Some mamas are a little bit more aggressive than other mamas, so yeah, listen or they'll slap you good. <laughs> like Nick's, you know, Nick's been slapped lots of times. By oh, Car- sure. By Caroline. And you can tell. J- yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. He's a little jittery. and Shape of his face, everything. <laughs> <laughs> We're just kidding. Caroline, sweet. She's sweet. Um, anyway, so we're going to read uh, 31 verses. I'm going to just take it through 15. It's almost a perfect uh, perfect break as far as measuring the words and not the verses. All right, so then we're in the New King James? Yes, sir, I am. All right, Pastor, and I'll get you started. And I say unto you, read, sir. The words of King Lemuel, the utterance which his mother taught him, what, my son, and what, son of my womb, and what, son of my vows, Do not give your strength to women, nor your ways to that which destroys kings. Is it not for kings, O Lemuel, is it not for kings to drink wine, nor for princes intoxicating drink? Let's say drink and forget the law and pervert the justice of all the afflicted. Give strong drink to him who is perishing, and wine to those who are bitter of heart. Let him drink and forget his poverty. And remember his misery no more. Open your mouth for the speechless in the cause of all who are appointed to die. Open your mouth, judge righteously, and plead the cause of the poor and the needy. Who can find a virtuous wife? For her worth is far above rubies. The heart of her husband safely trusts her. So he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life and seeks wool and flax and willingly works with her hands. She is like the merchant ships. She brings her food from afar. She also rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household. And a portion for her maidens. That threw me off. It was on the next page. (laughs) Verse 16. She considers a field and buys it. From her profits, she plants a vineyard. She girds herself with strength and strengthens her arms. She perceives that her merchandise is good and her lamp does not go out by night. She stretches out her hands to the distaff and her hand holds the spindle. She extends her hand to the poor. Yes, she reaches out her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of snow for her household, for all her household is clothed with scarlet. She makes tapestry for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. 
Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies sashes for the merchants. Strength and honor are her clothing. She shall rejoice in time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and on her tongue is the law of kindness. She watches over the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many daughters have done well, but you excel them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is passing, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gates. Amen. You know, one thing that I want to say before we get into maybe the first part of this, um, the virtuous wife is what, what my, you know, yeah. sort of heading says. Yours is probably the same, being a New King James Bible. And I just want to assure the gals out there, uh, I I know when I've read certain portions of Scripture about, you know, how a husband or a man or, or a you know, a, a, a believer or whatever role the Bible is talking about me in, I've read things that I have not lived up to. I've read things that I need to adjust, I need to get better at, I need to grow in. And I believe that this whole thing from verse 10 to verse 31 is a, is, a, is, is a description of a virtuous wife. But I got news for you. This isn't like on the day you're married, you are this. This is a lifetime achievement. I mean, obviously, most people just get married and don't have children. <laughs> right. And her kids rise up and call her blessed. Um, you know, obviously, when you first get married, your husband isn't sitting in the gate as an elder. That means you've been married long enough for to, be an to elder. become an elder. Yeah. You know, an elder may be a little older than 22. You know what I mean? And so I just want to encourage you gals out there. If, if you look at something on here, these words were never meant to condemn you. The word of God is not meant to condemn any of us. I remember a time when Carol and I were really struggling. I was pretty new in the ministry and we fussed quite a bit. We're strong, strong-willed, and we get an opinion, and we think we're right, and all that stuff, you know. And we're willing to fight for what we think's right. <laughs> I don't know anybody like that. You know, me neither, <laughs> and not anymore. I got beat down. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, you, you, and so we'd fuss. And I can remember, you know, fussing as, as I was getting ready to go out the door to go and preach <laughs> Sunday morning services. And uh, Timothy tells you that if a man does not have his own household, uh, rule his own household well, is how the King James puts it, that he's not fit to rule the house of God. And I wasn't being, you know, like threatening at that point. I really felt broken. And I turned to Carolyn and I said, uh, honey, we really got to get our act together here or else I'm going to have to step back from ministry. Because the Bible tells me I've got to rule my own household well, and I just don't feel like I'm doing a very good job. And as I walked out the door, the Lord spoke to me, and he, and he spoke these words. And you can, you know, if you don't believe God speaks to people and all that, that's okay. You probably shouldn't be listening to Morning Breath. But anyway, <laughs> um, God spoke to my heart and said, Dan, I didn't put that in there to get you out of the ministry. I put that in there to help you get your home in order. Mm. See, there's no word of God that's lacking in power. And when God says something in his word, he, with what he says in his word, 
provides the power for that to yes. happen. And so as you read these things as a woman, take this not as, oh, these are things you don't have, but take this as God speaking these things into your life. And when I got that new perspective, it changed everything for yep. me in, in how I, I, a confidence is an amazing thing. When you're confident, it's easy to do things, to do better at things. Sure. When you lack confidence, it's easy to mess up. And when I got the confidence that God was for me and it was his plan for my home to be together and he was going to be there helping me, I suddenly began to act and live out the scripture so much better because of my confidence that God was for me. So ladies, anything we read in here about a woman, a godly woman, a, a woman who is, is amazing, don't take these things as condemnation. Take these as God speaking these into your life. And look, if you're 45 years old and you don't have all these things working in your life yet, well, by God's grace, maybe you'll have 40 more years to work on it. Yeah. It's not a done deal. You're not born, you know, like, oh, look, it's a baby girl. Oh, she's got all this perfectly. It doesn't work that way. This is a growth uh, really a, a thing of growth. Anyway, I just want to make that clear before we went too far on it. Well, I think it's a great word. It makes me think, you know, there's a couple of things. The word of God says that, that he calls things that are not as though they were. Come on. And when he came to Gideon, what did he see? <laughs> right? Gideon Gideon is oh, the— Almighty man of valor. Yeah, and Gideon's like, what? I'm the I'm the smallest guy in my family. I have the smallest family in our tribe, and our tribe's the smallest tribe of Israel. And I'm in. I'm hiding, and I'm using my skirt to throw grain up <laughs> yeah. in the air to try to get a little grain to eat some dinner. And the angel of the Lord drops in and says, mighty man of valor. And what does he do? He turns him into an incredible warrior. Yeah. Leads, leads Israel to freedom. So, Come you know on. what? That's that's what the Word of God is designed to do, is to encourage you yep. that way. Yep. Um, you know, it's interesting. There's, there's so many—there's even some interesting stuff, right, before we get into the virtuous woman. Um, I, some of the things that I got stuck on looking at was this whole thing about what she's doing as far as what—here's here, what a king should do, Lemuel, is what his mom is saying. Um, a king should not be drunk— because when you're when you act that way, you you pervert the justice of the afflicted, and it, it talks about perverting the justice of the, of the afflicted. It says, "What should you be doing? You should open your mouth for the speechless and the cause of all who are appointed to die. Uh, open your mouth and judge righteously and plead the cause of the poor and needy." And I just began to think about you know what are leaders called to do. Mm-hmm. And now and here's where here's where I. And I don't want to go, uh, like, in a ditch on this. Come on, go on. <laughs> Come on, get in the ditch. We'll get back out. Are leaders called to say these things, or are leaders called to do these things? Uh, just say them. Right? It doesn't matter if it ever happens. They just get to talk about it all the time. And, and that's— Baloney. Yeah, right. Come on. And that's what I feel like we deal with a lot of times, is that we people know what to say— to get the votes that they need, but what is the result? What is the product of their administration? Um, and I think that if we really will take a look at that, yes, we absolutely need to judge righteously. And and I believe that godly men and women in the right positions can bring righteous judgment uh, and plead the cause of the poor and needy in a way that's actually going to lift them up. Um, and that can speak for the speechless. Um, those things need 
need to happen. I, when I saw verse 8, it says, in the cause of all who are appointed to die, mm. made me think of Hebrews chapter 2, which I think actually you guys are probably going to hear some next week. Um, but it says that, that Jesus came to free those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Yeah. And man, I believe that when godly men and women are in the right place doing what God's called them to do, maybe you know, you're called to seek a position of representation in your community uh, at any level, um, I would say this is an excellent section of Scripture to remind us of what godly leadership at every level is designed to actually do and accomplish and not just say things that don't actually produce results. You know, Pastor Mark, I, I, I happen to know someone before they were in politics, and uh, they ended up in politics, a fairly high position, actually, um, in, you know, like legislator, yep. you know, House, Senate type of person, and uh, heard him speak and talked to him many times before he became a politician. I saw him, like, after his second or third term, talking in a in a meeting, and I did not recognize him as being the same person. It was robotic. It was political speak. It was not the impassioned uh, thing that brought him into even, I mean, you know, I don't want to go into too many details because so I don't give away who it is. Uh, somebody who had a great career who didn't need to be in politics, would have done fine and made millions if he just minded his own business and done his own job type of thing. And then hearing him eight years later, nine years later, and I couldn't believe I was looking at the same man. Mm. And uh, unfortunately, politics does that to people. And this is a good guy. This is a guy who, who was sincere, went into it for the right reason, wanted to defend in, in one of these cases uh, in the cause of all who are appointed to, to die, abortion. Mm. That's almost one of the first things that comes to my mind when I read, open your mouth for the speechless mm. in the cause of all who are appointed to die. I mean, if... Uh, uh, the unborn in the mother's womb is not that. I don't know who is. Um, and went into it for all the same reasons. But at the end of it, he was, it was almost like you have a washcloth that is 10 years old and been used and used and used, and it hardly holds water anymore. And when you wring it out, you get a few drops and before you throw it away. That's the way he appeared after living in that realm for, Mm. you know, 10, 12 years. Sad, hard, but this is the reason why we should lead. We should lead because we want to uh, not pervert justice, to help the afflicted, to help those who are perishing, to encourage those who are bitter of heart, to help those who are in poverty, to help those who are in misery, Leaders, I mean, leaders are leaders to lift people up. Yes. And uh, one one verse that I can't remember where it's at right now, but one verse that's so powerful to me, when teaching on authority, the Bible says that authority 
is given for edification. We all think, oh, if I have authority, then I'm the boss and I can do whatever I want. No, when you have authority, the Bible says it's so you can build others up. Yeah. That's why we have authority, is to build people up, make them stronger. Yeah. Not, and, and and so I just, that that's what jumped out at me in thinking about that, you know, <clears throat> pleading the cause of the poor and needy. You know, we don't, we don't just need to, well, we don't just need to print money. <laughs> we need to, we need. <laughs> now to, you're messing around with some stuff going on, aren't we, you? We need to, but we need to create an environment where people can succeed because that money, you know what, it's going to go away. Oh, right. right? Um, and, and so we need to create an environment where people are, are able to succeed and able to, to, to take what God has given them and apply it in the marketplace and let it produce results. And so I'll get off the soapbox there, but I think it's, I think it's very valid that the Word of God speaks to what, what good government should look like. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, let's even, I don't, I, don't, I don't even care this morning anymore. You know, which is better? You have a teenage son. You do. Yeah. Yeah. How many of them do you have three. now? <laughs> I was just going to say, I know they're getting older. I knew you had a couple, but now yeah. it's up to three. You have three teenage sons. Which is better? Which is going to build the better son? What's, what's going to make them stronger? Hand them $10,000 and say, go buy any car you want. Or say, hey, you work, you work hard, you save your money, and I'll match it. You save $3,000 towards a car, I'll give you 3000 Or even, you know, in some cases, m- my parents never gave me any money for a car, um, which was wise of them. <laughs> but um, I, just, I just had to go out and work to buy a car. I'm not saying that that's, you know, the only way to do it. But which is more valuable for raising a son? Anybody out there, I mean, it doesn't take a genius to go, yeah, it's smarter to have them work hard and and then you help them. Yeah. But then you look at the way we're approaching government right now, let's just send everybody a check. Yeah. Don't work hard for it. Just here's some money. Yeah. Which is better for building a great America? Just handing people money or helping people work hard? Like, I don't know, but I think there's a lot more PPE being made and all sorts of other industries getting started. Why not say, hey, we've got a job over here for you. We're opening up the plant that's been closed. We're going to take all the precautions. Let's get everybody in there and make ventilators or whatever the case may be. Put them to work. I, I think back in the day when we started doing this kind of stuff, at least the president that got that going was, you're the history major, was that? FDR, you think? FDR, yeah. yeah. He at least got everybody out there working on yeah. the roads. He got everybody out there involved in the process. He just didn't go, here, right. take it. And it gave people, one of the things Purpose. that people talk, yeah, they the people felt good because they, they didn't just want money. They wanted to go out and feel like they were doing something productive. Yeah, because nobody, I get a handout, I don't know. That's okay. I mean, hand out. Somebody send me ten grand. I'll be okay. <laughs> but if I do something and it's valuable and I make money at it, it's a lot better. We're gonna have to take a break. We'll be back. You are listening to the Morning Breath podcast from East Coast Christian Center. We will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors.
At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, Coco, and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. Barfield Contracting and Associates is a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. They are located in Coca Village, but service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. They also offer military and senior discounts and free estimates and appreciate every opportunity they are given. 321 454 4531. That's 321-454-4531. Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. Are you a young adult between the ages of 18 and 29, seeking community and an opportunity to press into the Word of God on a deeper level? Join us at Mezzanine, Sunday nights at 7. Experience powerful and impacting messages alongside like-minded individuals that are passionate about pursuing the heart of God. Download the Mezzanine Church app or visit mezzanine.church to get plugged in. Hi, I'm Scott Langston. I'm a broker associate who has specialized in commercial real estate for the past 27 years. I sell real estate for Remax Elite. I give free broker price opinions to anyone selling real estate. If you are looking to buy or lease real estate, I will represent you at no cost to you. My phone number is 321-403-1111. My website is scottlangston.com. Go out and make it a great day. Pineapple Garden, assisted living facility located in Rockledge. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff, making sure you or your loved ones are safe and secure. Find them online at pineapplegarden.com. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing offers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. <laughs> Come on, Mark. What do you got, Pastor? Yeah, kind of pivoting off what we were just saying, so I'm not going to keep beating that. But oh, beat that bush. Well, let's look at the virtuous woman. All right, oh. so we're talking about being successful. Look at what she does in verse 13. Oh, my gosh. She seeks wool and flax. She willingly works with her hands. She's like the merchant ships that brings in food from afar. She rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household, a portion for her maid servants. She considers a field and buys it Isn't from her prophets, plants a vineyard. You know what she does? She she does the things that are successful, and then she keeps doing them. And one of the things that I've always heard uh, successful people say is the difference between successful people and unsuccessful people is that successful people keep doing the things that make them successful, and unsuccessful people keep doing the things that don't. And so there's a, there's a pattern of behavior that we have in our lives, and you can adjust that pattern of behavior. And I would say, if you're going to look at the virtuous woman, one of the great things to take out of that is she has a pattern of behavior here that continues to produce fruit. Look what she does with her profits. It doesn't say she considers a field and buys it and goes and blows the profits on a party. She plants a vineyard. Yeah. And what's wild about that is that's an investment. Yeah. Land, because land is just land. 
until you plant the vineyard on it and now it's producing fruit. But what I love is it gets down a little bit further. She's reaching out her hand to the needy. Amen. She's helping people who are struggling. She has done so well. She's it's just not us for and no more yes, are blessed. She's been blessed. She's worked hard. She's been blessed. And now she's investing that in being a blessing. See you guys. Have a great day. Bye. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath Podcast.